Welcome to the Michelob Ultra Golf Show with Jeff Kolpak on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! The Golf Show is presented to you by Michelob Ultra. Also brought to you in part by Fargo Park District Public Golf Courses, Barnesville Grocery, Moorhead Parks, Forest Hills Golf Course, and Wildflower Golf. Here it comes. Oh my goodness. Have you seen anything like that? Now, let's head to the first tee. This guy's pretty good. And here's your host, Jeff Kolpak. Yeah, I gotta love it. We're in the dog days of summer, finally. This is Jeff Kolpak. This is the Golf Show. It's presented by Michelob Alta. Coming to you, as always, from the Gunderson Jewelers studio in Fargo. Later in the show, Joel Vettel. He is of Sanford Health. He will be giving us the, the X's and O's of the Roger Maris Golf Week. The tournament coming up next week, next Thursday, 18 holes at Rose Creek, 9 at Osgood, and uh, so much more going on with the Maris Week. But first and foremost, found myself a couple troublemakers in the studio. Gentlemen, Chris Hall, the head professional at Moorhead Country Club, and Johnny Miller, who was going to tell us an, uh, about the uh, one of the premier golf tournaments, the Red River Amateur, as presented by... Johnny? Veracity. Yep, yes. Veracity Storage. Veracity. So pretty excited. Chris, what's going on? What's how's it going at Moorhead before we get to the tournament? Um, you know, like like you said before, the dog days of summer are finally here. We had battled the uh, maybe the worst spring in my career with with coming off a brutal brutal winter. Why do you say that? I mean, we missed all of April this year. Okay, yeah. Um, in my career, we've never started later than maybe April fifteenth or April twentieth. We mm. we didn't get our doors open for golf until May. So. Yep. Mother Nature's finally cooperating. We have fantastic weather finally, and you can you can see it with the amount of play that's happening already. It's it's full go, open to close. There's not a lot of openings anywhere, and and so I'd imagine everywhere else looks pretty similar in the golf community right now. Yep. One more question before we get to the tournament: What's it like being your own your own deal now? Now now you got the word head professional instead of assistant. Um, good and bad. Um, it's, it's nice to be able to put your own stamp on things and kind of do things the way you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the good. The bad is, um, crap always kind of flows uphill when it comes to stuff like this. Yep. So if there's yep. ever anything that's not done correctly or the way our membership sees or wants it to be, it, it falls back on me instead of, uh, the old guy that was there. One of the main reasons I have you both in studio here is the Red River Amateur. Red, is it the Red River Valley Amateur or Red River Amateur? Red River Amateur. Yep, Red River Amateur. And um, it's gotten a start over the last couple of years. It's been um, one of the more exciting tournaments. WDDY TV, which I will be part of the broadcast again, is going to be broadcasting the event. And really looking forward to that. I've learned a few things from being the on-course commentator that I'll be better at this year i uh, i'll grant you that but what's new what's the excitement this year give us an overview of the red river amateur yeah broad broad overview what's new the kind of two big things are we added a women's division so there's now a women's championship for the red river amateur which after having Teresa toscano play it last year we thought we needed an opportunity to get more females of that caliber to come play this event because Watching her play golf was pretty cool last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So more of that. She was, could hit the ball, man. Yeah. I watched a couple of her shots. Yeah. 
Um, Johnny had the fortune of playing with her, I think, opening day, yeah. so I think he's familiar with how good she hits it, too. I got to play 18, and I was fortunate enough to beat her, so I was pretty happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then number two... She played from the same tips, by the way. Yeah, yeah. impressive. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah, very impressive. Yeah, first time seeing the golf course from 6,600 yards. I think she shot 76. Yeah, like 76, 75, yeah. and she got like a couple unlucky breaks. It should have been even par pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number two, one that we're really excited about is we moved from uh, a 36 hole event over two days to a 54 hole event over three, three days. days. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so the feedback we got last year from some of our higher level amateurs that play events nationally was, you know, I think you'd get a bigger, better field if you went to 54 holes because then you could get Wager points, World Amateur Golf ranking points. And you'd get that higher level amateur that likes to play events that then kind of promotes their career, boosts those those points so um, they can get recruited better. They can get into other high level amateur events because of those points. Yep. The Red River Amateur as presented by Veracity Storage is June 24th, 26th, the Morad Country Club. Can people still enter? Where, where are you sitting with that? Or is it invites? or Because I, I know you've done the invite thing too. Yeah, people can still enter. Um, Registration runs up through, I need to check my calendar, I believe it is June 20th. Okay. Uh, Sunday, June 20th, because then we start to put pairings together that following Monday to get those out to all the players in the field. So there's no guessing what time you play Friday morning. Yep. Johnny, why did you get involved? Oh, man, I've, uh, you know, it's kind of taken over from like the KX Amateur um, and then all the way to uh, the Blackridge. So we've kind of just like merged over. And then we knew the Blackridge was ending a couple years ago. And uh, me and AJ with Jersey Mike's were like, hey, we should try to uh, keep this thing going. We thought, throw a few bucks at it and see what happened last year. Uh, and it kind of morphed into something bigger yeah. than we anticipated. Uh, last year was a great success. And, you know, like Chris said, try to get this thing 54 holes, get some world golf ranking points or amateur world golf ranking points. Um, you know, and I've played in this thing for like 10 years or so and i mean I'm, i just love golf so i was anything i can do to help out and help sponsor the tournament i'm gonna do it yeah last year was competed in less than desirable conditions but man it went down to a playoff van holmgren nate dezeal yeah was it was there something no, those two those, those two, two yep. yeah those yeah. two two former ndsu teammates and uh boy that was exciting i mean just uh, yeah i got good to, golf it was amazing i mean i was uh fortunate enough to be in the final group with uh van and see him play and uh, I mean, both those players are just incredible. And then, um, yeah, it was a great time. Like you said, the weather didn't cooperate probably with the equipment that much either. Yeah. Um, but we made it the best of it, and it was a lot of fun. What are you going to do as far as making this an event? You going to have the beer truck back out there or uh, anything on the side? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to continue with the things that were super successful last year. So um, we've deemed holes... 12 through 16, really it's probably the entire back nine is the alley. You know, it's our amen corner. Any any bad shot on that side is penalized pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we're going to have the Jumbotron set up behind 11 green, uh, 12 T, um, beer gardens out there, just a, a festive event where it's going to be all sorts of action going on. And then on Thursday, because there's kind of a prelude with the, the two-man, the better ball, on Thursday where the shootout will take place on holes 12 through 16 to really get more people out there involved and enjoy that atmosphere. Chris Hall is a head professional at Moore Country Club. 
Johnny Miller is what? What is your title with this? Uh, uh, I, I'm kind of head sponsor mul- guy, multifaceted. Yeah, Multi-fan? you could say uh, you know like title sponsor. I'm but, also okay. a participant. Uh, I'm on the the committee as well, so I do it all. You know, multifaceted guy. <laughs> Joins us on the golf show. This is Jeff Kopak on 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM on the FM dial. Of course, 740thefan.com is the web address. Golf show always coming to you from Gunnarsson Jewelers Studio. What did you What did you like about the last couple of years that you just said, "Man, we we really succeeded at this." And I'll I'll start with you, Chris. So I I would say the biggest one is when we started implementing um, live scoring. I think that was kind of the first step to where we're trying to go long term. It gave the players more of that. Um, tour type feel or, or high level event where they felt like they were playing something where, important where everybody could follow along no matter where you're at and we just have continued to try to build on that now last year being able to broadcast it so it's it's turned into its own monster and the fact that now people want to sign up because if I play well I'm going to be on TV for potentially yeah. three days this year um, and we've just built on that success of running a good event with um, TV, broadcast, interactive scoring, uh, great golf. We've had a history of great players winning this event from Van Holmgren, two-time defending champion, won't be back again because he's now playing professionally, all the way back to the Tom Lehman days when he won it. So just trying to build on that stuff. Yep. Johnny? Yeah, for sure on my side is the competition. I mean, the players seem to get a little bit better every year. We're getting the, the collegiate uh, aspect of it. I think we're getting even like with the world golf ranking points or amateur world golf ranking points, we're getting some people like college players out of California. I got a guy coming up from Indianapolis, a division two all American got hmm. like six at nationals. Um, and then adding the TV, the commentary, uh, the jumbotron, uh, you know, just everything that's incorporated, obviously three days on TV is really cool. Your guys is on course stuff is, is awesome. So it's just a cool feel a little bit different than like kind of anything else you play in as an amateur, especially, you know, I mean, yeah, especially compared to college events, they're playing 36 a day. We got a little bit different feel. We're playing 54, uh, and with the TV and stuff, it's a lot of fun. Is it 54 straight metal? Yep. Straight yeah, metal? metal Any cuts? Yeah, we're going to have a couple cuts. Okay. Yep. And, and it will, cuts will depend on field size. There will for sure be one cut um, going into Sunday, potentially two if the field gets to where we want it to be. There will be Friday and Saturday cuts. Right. I don't have the hours in front of me. I don't know if they've been set for WDAY TV, but uh, we will certainly be, it'll be in the afternoon. And it was most of the afternoon, if I recall, last year. And and I, I do recall that uh, the weather and the rain and my duck boots and I had an umbrella and I didn't worried about my equipment getting wet. And if I'm sorry, I got this stuff wet. My fault. So Yeah. But we got through it. it was, yeah. Everybody got through it. It was fun. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the golf show on 740 The Fan. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more with Chris and Johnny. The Red River Amateur is presented by Verizon Storage. Stay with us. Did you hit it twice, Chili Dipper? Did you hit it twice, And we are back. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the Golf Show on 740 The Fan. Joined in studio by Chris Hall, the head professional at Mord Country Club, and Johnny Miller, who is a title sponsor of the Red River Amateur, as presented by Verazzi Storage, again, June 24th, 26th at the Morad Country Club. To, to register, guys, how, how, how do people do that? 
Um, go to go to our Facebook page, Red River Amateur Championship. Um, you'll find the link there pretty easily accessible, and that will take you through all the steps you need to do. What kind of a field are we looking at? And you mentioned some of the names. Is it um, you're looking at top top amateurs in the area, good college players? Yeah, I think we're going to have some of the top uh, amateurs in the area for sure. A handful of uh, probably collegiate players that people locally haven't heard from, so that'll be a lot of fun. I'm really interested to see how they take on this golf course because if you're just looking from, which all the players do, uh, Google Earth the course, it looks a little bit easier until you get out here. As history kind of says, you know, the last five, six years other than last year, like one under and you have a chance to win it. It'll be probably a little bit, obviously yeah. it'll be lower this year, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how the other players handle the golf course. How are you going to set it up, Chris, as far as a difficulty standpoint? Are you going to grow the rough? Or are you going to slick in the greens? Any thoughts? You know, we've never really tricked up our golf course for this event. It, it kind of holds its own most of the time. Um, the rough will be what the rough is, kind of Mother Nature depend. Um, dictates that for us on on the amount of moisture and heat and humidity on how long that's going to be, how thick it's going to be. And then, yeah, we'll probably make the greens a little faster than they are for normal daily play. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, we've never never done any out-of-the-ordinary setup for this event, and the golf course just bears its teeth. Our back nine is, you know, I think I said it before, one, one shot away from double bogey. You make one bad swing on the back nine, it's... yeah. It's a double bogey out there. Yeah, you get a west, you get a west wind above like fifteen. It's like game over. <laughs> yeah. Like, so you can set the if you set the problem you run into if you set it up too tough and then it gets really windy. Then I mean you could have insanely high scores. So um, it's got enough of defense I think on the back to just play as is too. I like it. Sounds like the flood mitigation issues that you guys have done in over the years uh, really worked just fine this year. Yeah, we're really lucky with what uh, the Corey engineers and past professional Larry Murphy put together out there where our, our golf course essentially is protected to over 42 feet. We have a little a little bit of an issue on 10 and then 11, green, 11 T mm-hmm. um, if it gets over 30 feet. But impacting of the golf course this year with the high river, we had next to none. Yep. And with the renovation, you did some some really cool holes. Uh, what is it, number sixteen, the par three, which is a I, that was a key hole last year, if I remember right. I think a couple of players are tied, and a couple win the drink, and boom, yeah, we have a race on here. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen gets uh, really good. I made quad on fifteen, so that you like, did a quad, yeah, or no, actually, I made I had made a snowman, so that's a triple. Yeah, um, that kind of knocked me out of contention, and then that par three, yeah, a couple guys made bogeys or doubles, and that kind of knocked them out possibly too. Yeah. So it's wild. And, and sixteen to me, it's you know, it's seventeen at TPC. It's a pretty arbitrary hole, except for it, where it falls out on the golf course, right? It's the end of the round. It's you're in the hunt and in a hundred and thirty yard, a hundred twenty five yard, yeah, wedge easy, shot. right? Easy. Yeah. It's a little bit tougher on an island green, and then you're playing for something, and it gets a whole heck of a lot harder. And one of the guys in the hunt who actually worked for us in the past, there's a ton of history tied back in with Matt Kula and his grandpa being the head professional at Moorhead. Yeah, he was, on, he was on the commentary, yeah. and Matt was in the hunt. Yep, yeah. I did the story on that. Yeah, being the head professional there for, you know, half a century. And Matt hit a really good shot, cut through the wind. Uh, one hopped, went over the green. and That's what I was talking about. Yeah, that's a, sto- that's a shot I remember. And, yep. and was... You know, did a great job hitting his next one super close and, and getting up and down for bogey, but that one shot was the swing where he missed the playoff yeah. by yeah. by one. Um, yeah, he pars out, he wins it. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. That's golf, man. <laughs> it's brutal. 
Hey, as long as I have a couple golf guys in studio, I need to get, and I would like to get your thoughts on the Live Tour. It's been all the rage this week in golf and beyond. You can't, you couldn't turn it on anywhere without hearing about it. The latest is uh, DeChambeau is now on the tour. Patrick Reed, of course, you got Phil, you got DJ, got some names. As golf guys, I'll start with you, Chris. This is good or bad, or what are you talking? What are they talking about in the club? Um, I think it's too early to tell if it's good or bad. Uh, it's it's got to be a little bit scary for the PGA Tour right now, seeing some of their premier players go over there. Uh, the big ones to me are uh, DJ, and then you know Bryson jumping over. I know he's maybe not everybody's favorite person on the tour, but I think he gets eyeballs. I think he's a very interesting player. He's doing things that other people aren't doing in golf, and he's been very successful doing it that way, and that drives draws eyeballs to TV and sponsorship dollars, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And you start losing some of those guys that move the needle a little bit, and it's it's got to start to be scary for the tour. Um, I don't like it in the fact that now it's split. We're not getting the best guys on Sunday or Saturday. We're not getting the best guys in the Memorial. Or Now, the majors are still intact. The USGA put out a statement saying, regarding the players, this is, quote, who may choose to play in London this week, we simply ask ourselves this question. Should a player who had earned his way onto the 2022 U.S. Open via published criteria be pulled out of the field as a result of the of another event? And the answer is no. So they're playing for now. But yeah, it's I, I I know way too much about this tour for some reason. I don't know. Um, I was me and Chris are kind of talking about this. I mean, all the players that are jumping over, they withdrew their they resigned from the PGA Tour uh, strategically, basically, because now what they can do is you can't be suspended by the PGA Tour if you resign your membership, right? Mm-hmm. And then typically the majors they'll only disallow a player if they're suspended by the PGA Tour. So if you're not suspended by the PGA Tour. You basically can play in these majors, and then, like you said, the USGA came out event. That's you know obviously for the U.S. Open, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, regardless of what you think, like it's like no joke. Nineteen of the top hundred players in the world are on this tour already, and for sure more are going to come. And I mean, these guys are getting contracts where their their contracts are more or triple the money than they made in their professional career. I mean, DJ signed a deal more than Tiger Woods has made on the PGA Tour. I mean, you just think about like two hundred million or something, 125 right? Hundred twenty-five million. Hundred twenty-five million. Yeah. It's Phil two hundred million. Phil got two, and even like the small guys, like Ian Poulter, is getting like thirty to fifty million. Yeah, he's a bum. Um, right so now. What, do you, what do you think? They haven't released it yet, but what's DeChambeau getting? He's getting hundred million for sure. Patrick Reed's probably getting hundred million. And then the unique way of the event is it's only eight events. Five of the eight events are in the United States, which people don't realize. Two of them are at Trump golf courses. Um, Fifty-four whole events, which is how they come up with the live, right? Yep, it's, yeah. that's 54, the Roman numeral yeah, 54. Yeah. And then ironically, it's, you know, if you birdie every hole, you shoot 54. So, um, and then, so it's the, the 54 hole events. It's a, it's a team game, $25 million purses, $4 million to first place, and then they take $5 million split up among the team. Um, it's just really unique, and you only got to play eight events. Like, yep. I mean, some of these guys are just loving it. And for people who don't know, the downside is, the resistance is, well, it's it's Saudi Arabian money. Yeah. It's, it's you know, atrocities to, there's human rights problems there. And uh, they're saying golf, sure. yeah, golfers are, are, are pandering to that, I guess. And for sure. And even if you know, like, how Saudi Arabia works, it, you know, in the business world, it's called sports washing. I mean, they're just moving money around through the sports organizations and their 
maybe pretending to help out like you know the community or or the country and stuff like that so yeah there's a lot of political there's a whole political aspect of it but um for some of the golfers i mean you take a guy like taylor gooch or um lee westwood and this is sergio garcia i Mm -hmm. mean on the monetary aspect it's like a no-brainer for him yep but there's still the the political side i wonder what tom hoagie i'm sure he's been approached i wonder um if he's I'm sure he's he's so far resisted. Wonder what he got offered, you know, things like yeah. that. Just throwing money around like it's like it's a couple quarters to you and me. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. have un- from what I've researched, like they basically have unlimited funds. <laughs> um, we're talking like billions and billions of dollars. Did, did you hear the number they threw at Tiger? Yeah, um, I mean it's pure speculation at this point, but I heard it was three quarters of a billion dollars that they they threw at Tiger to try oh, to get him to come five, over. I heard, yeah, five hundred nine hundred million. Amazing, that's so. insane. So, and then you got to think like, who's next? Like, I would Matt Ricky Fowler's got to be a name. That's oh, probably gonna, yes. I mean, if I was him, and he's on the downside. He's not. Even, he's hardly making events now. It's perfect for guys. Yeah, like, that. Yep. like if you don't have your PGA Tour card, like Ian Poulter was a classic example. He wasn't even sure if he's going to get his card. Like no brainer. Yeah, Graham McDowell, there, there, he's a bum. I mean, yeah. and now he's another great guy. Got, you know, ten million or whatever. Yeah, so, soft spot to land yep. uh, to bring the game back up. Stay tuned for that story. It's going to be a, a talker all summer, certainly, and and probably beyond. Again, the Red River Amateur is presented by Veracity Storage. It is June twenty fourth to twenty sixth. The Morad Country Club going to be hopping in, going to be a blast, and let's hope for good weather. Look for the WAY TV telecast. We'll have more on that on this show in the coming couple of weeks. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks Appreciate for having it. us. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us, Jeff. That's Chris Hall, the head professional at Moore at Country Club and the presenting sponsor for the tournament, Johnny Miller. This is Jeff Kopak. Stay tuned. More from the golf show on 740 The Fan. Stay tuned. This is your chance to win an Orange Whip trainer. It's the $109 value. We had Jim Hackenberg, the guest of Orange Whip, last week on the show. Right around the corner, how to win an Orange Whip. Stay with us. And we're back. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the Golf Show on 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM. 740thefan.com is your web address to access the podcast anytime. A couple items I need to get to before we get to our next guest. We have an Orange Whip giveaway. We had Jim Hackenberg, the CEO of Orange Whip, on our show last week, and he's generous enough to give away an Orange Whip this week. So all you have to do is text the word orange to 35270. Text the word orange to 35270. And again, at the end of the show, I will give that information. 15th person to do so will win an Orange Whip trainer, $109 value. So thanks again for the Orange Whip company for giving that away. Also, this or tonight, Saturday, uh, Mr. and Miss Golf from North Dakota will be announced at the Russ Newman Jr. Invitational, the three finals for Mr. Golf are Cody Carr from Oak Grove, Jake Scarper from Shanley, and Logan Shipp from Century. And the two finals for Miss Golf, Grace Nant from Heart River and Annika Lisney from Wapiton. And on that note, congratulations to McKenna Mallow from Detroit Lakes, a finalist for Minnesota Miss Golf. So good stuff. Good youth golf around these parts. We segue to youth golf to a long-standing tradition here in the Valley. It's the Roger Maris All-Star Week. It used to be the Roger Maris Golf Tournament. It has expanded immensely in the last couple of years. Please be joined by a man who's 
title is longer than he is taller. Joel Vettel is the head of strategic community partnerships for Sanford Health. God, that's a long title. I know. Importance. Uh, no, gosh, no. Uh, unimportant, but uh, you're right. It is longer than my height. So uh, You are eligible for the Orange Whip uh, trainer, by the way. So Is it? I, yeah. Well, you know, when you first mentioned Orange Whip, I thought you were like talking about something I could eat. That well, was the first thing that, that yeah. got into my head, and I'm like, that sounds marvelous. I'd love to try one. Funny you ask. That's where they got the name from the Blues Brothers when oh, yeah. John Candy goes, Orange Whip, Orange Whip. That's where the uh, company name came from. Ah, Interesting. That is great history, and now I'm hungry. So yes. I I don't know where we went from there. So tell us what's going on this this year. I know you've expanded this. Um, the the All Star Week is just um, it, it it delves deep into the community. I think. Yeah, you know, we really uh, this history behind what uh, the Maris family has been involved with here in Fargo, but more importantly, um, their the legacy of their father. They. They came to Sanford a couple of years ago and said, we've got this great tournament that we've been putting on with uh, with great community members for, for 37 years. And and we really want to take our father's legacy just from being a sports hero, just from being a mm-hmm. baseball guy, to what we feel truly is his legacy, and that is community and, more importantly, the legacy he's leaving at the Roger Maris Cancer Center. And so it was really important for them, to, for us, to help build a week that includes the entire community. So we have everything from the traditional golf event all the way through our, our youth sports clinics, which we offer six different sports for young people to experience, all the great things that sports has to offer, the competitiveness, the, uh, the teamwork, all those things that are important and, and the lessons in life that they uh, they bring. But we also tied it into a number of other things. We have a large-scale community event that's going to happen in Nyland Park on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, we're tying in with the Red Hawks for the baseball tradition. We're going to have a, uh, a throwback game on Tuesday night out at Red Hawk Stadium, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Maris family is going to be out there in force, and and we're going to have one of our cancer survivors actually throw out the first pitch. So that's very meaningful. And then we have the first ever Maris Academy, and this is something that we feel really really good about. Um, it really talks about finding a way to help kids that are are in situations right now that uh, where they're economical social uh, economical disadvantage and really try to find them a way out of that situation and how do you do that you provide them great less life lessons you provide them opportunities and you provide them mentorship and give them a hand up not a handout but a hand up and so we're taking 30 middle school mm-hmm. kids and working with the boys and girls uh, uh, our boys and girls club of Fargo we are going to directly connect them with great mentors, great businesses. We've got the uh, the FM Chamber involved, and it's going to be a year-long program. Yeah. Uh, and this is going to be their kickoff. So just there's so many great things that we're doing. We've got the youth baseball tournament. This yeah, be before we place. get to that, I want to, get, I want to continue with this yeah. Youth Academy discussion because I did a story on this uh, for the forum, I, I think, a month or two ago. Actually, it was uh, middle of April. And I, I, here's what I wrote. The middle, the middle school student arrived at a youth basketball camp during Roger Maris All-Star Week last year, but wasn't playing. It didn't take long for organizers to realize the problem. All the kid had on his feet were flip-flops. Yeah. Yeah. These are these are kids that— He, he didn't have any shoes. Didn't he have any shoes. And, and, and again, I think we're—you know, we're—it started with that conversation that every one of our clinics are free. Mm-hmm. Every one of them are free of charge. Every one of them are available. So last year what we did is we actually worked with the Fargo Police Department to identify 30 kids, uh, 40 kids that we they could just bring to the clinic. Mm-hmm. And they just provided transportation. Yep. 
But then you realize it's a much bigger issue. It's much broader than than just uh, trying to get them to a one-hour camp. It's how do we provide these kids a way out? And it's kind of an easy way to mail it in. Hey, oh, come yeah. here for an hour. Yeah, we'll teach you these couple things. Go home to wherever you go home to. Yes, and and you know when we started talking with Boys and Girls Club this year and started talking to those kids specifically, um, it was amazing. And and I we I grew up poor. I mean, I'm not afraid to say that we we lived in a single wide trailer. There was nine of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have all those advantages, but we had a lot of love. We had a caring family. We had a caring community that lifted us up as as people and allowed us to do the great things that we can do. And and sometimes these kids just don't have that opportunity. So we're going to try to provide that opportunity through great mentors, through programs, so they can see a way out. Because yeah. when we talk to these kids, they're, they're amazing stories. Like this kid, we were just asking, what would be a great experience for you, just mm-hmm. something you'd never done? And one kid said, I, I've never been in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. This is a middle school kid that has never eaten in a restaurant. Mm. Another kid that he goes, Fargo. In Fargo. And and another kid that said, I've never been outside of the city. He's never left the city of Fargo his entire life. How old? 13 years old. 13. And and so... Probably never been on a golf course. No. No, yeah. absolutely not. And that, that's where it's... This kickoff event that we're going to have on Wednesday, it's going to be about providing them a unique experience that day. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, letting them understand that somebody cares. And now we're going to kick off this year-long program that allows them to go look at different opportunities that they can do, that they can accomplish through hard work. And we're going to show them a path on how they can take and go from where they're at, which some of them are in bad situations, Mm -hmm. to places where they feel successful. And we're going to bring in some people that they're going to talk, that are going to speak about growing up in similar circumstances. Freddie Coleman. Um, great basketball player, North Dakota State University, now works for Sanford Health, mm-hmm. does a variety of our, he's, he's our director of our, our sports ac- academies, but he grew up, he grew up in the streets of St. Paul. Yep. And another one that's coming in is, is Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And we're not afraid to say that Brock, Brock grew up poor on a farm mm-hmm. in the middle of South Dakota. Webster, and, Webster, yep, South Dakota. Webster, South Dakota. And now he, look where he's at, you know? And, and so we want to make sure these kids understand they can do it. And these are two extreme examples, but they're examples that we feel that the people can look at and go, you know what, I can do this too, and 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 then offer them an opportunity and, and a pathway to get there. What do you think Roger Maris would think after finishing his first 18 holes in this tournament in 1985? Because he golfed in the first, I'm not sure about the second, but I know he golfed in the first Roger Maris Subbity Golf Tournament. What would he think now? You know, and I think that's where when I I really lean on the family for any any ideas and, and perceptions because I'll be honest, I never knew Roger. Mm-hmm. You know, I never had the opportunity to meet him. Um, but everything I hear, I hear he was a guy that was a no nonsense guy, uh, pretty straightforward with his words. Um, was not college educated, and and Roger brought that up the other day. Roger Junior, his son, that. You know, a lot of these kids are, when we talk about the, the the academy, a lot of people say, well, you're just looking for, for workforce for Sanford. You want doctors, you want nurses. No, we want kids to understand that there are many ways that they can get through and out of poverty, taking mm-hmm. jobs that one-year degrees, two-year degrees, all those types of educational opportunities for them. And I think they really wanted us to stress that in the program because as they brought up, their father was did not go to college, um, no. was extremely successful in what he did because he worked hard, he understood the the environment he was in, and and from what I understand, sometimes that environment wasn't really that great when it came to, especially the year he broke the record. 
there was a lot of controversy. There was a lot of things going on around him, but he ate, he overcame that yeah. and accomplished something that nobody else in the world had accomplished. And so I think he'd be very proud of the fact that we are utilizing this app, this opportunity, this platform to not only lift up Roger Maris Cancer Center, but also lift up every aspect of our community, including those that are that are the least of our community members right now. We just want them to understand we care. We want them to give them opportunities to be successful in life. Go to the website, people, rogermarisweek.com. If you have a young kid looking for, there's a baseball clinic, there's a softball clinic, there's a hockey youth clinic, there's a football clinic, a basketball clinic. We'd have to sit here for a half hour to describe all the details that's gone into those. But rogermarisweek.com, get involved. It's free. It's great coaching, area high schools. A couple pros may show up. You never know, hockey yeah. people, who's going to show up. Wow. And that's one thing, um, you know, I'll tell you, Matt Cullen, uh, great, great uh, person and, mm-hmm. and great advocate for Sanford, but more importantly for Roger Maris Week. And that guy, I'll tell you what, his the biggest thing I hate about him is he makes the rest of the males in the world look bad. <laughs> that's uh, true. You know, he's... Yeah, yeah we got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, at the end of the day, yeah. you're right. And just not not to forget, we've got some opportunities. We're going to have some great celebrities showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the week, We've I mentioned Brock Lesnar is going to be there for a few days. We've got Ken Herbeck coming in, Paul Molitor. we got Chad Greenway from the Vikings coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these folks, again, uh, they're going to be here throughout the week. We've sprinkled them along, and I think it's just going to be an incredible opportunity for people to get out and enjoy and find something on the website they enjoy and pick it come there and enjoy roger maris all-star week joel vettel is the guest this is jeff kopak this is the golf show on 740 the fan 107.3 fm coming to you from gunderson Jewelers studio don't go away more with joel right after this i saw you slam your club in anger and took the grass off its edge i saw you look at me and wonder Back for the final few minutes. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the golf show. is presented by Michelob Baltra on 740 The Fan, fifth largest AM signal in the country. Spans quite a ways. Joel Vettel is the guest. He is the head of strategic community partnerships for Sanford Health. How long have you been at that post? Gosh, almost three years. Three now. years. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe anybody. You know, at any given moment, I'm just I pinch myself because a lot of times it's like. Who would hire me? Um, and I've been very, very, very fortunate in my mm-hmm. life to be hired by a great company like Sanford. But uh, the greatest thing is I get to work with some wonderful people and uh, and also just get an opportunity to work with some just great causes. And yeah. that's been pretty meaningful for me in my life and my family. Roger Maris All-Star Week begins Monday. It goes all week with youth camps. Again, rogermarisweek.com. Check out the youth camps. Get involved. Yes, there is golf. <laughs> there is definitely golf. It's still an integral part of this whole event. On It's Rose Creek. Everything's on Sunday, right? Uh, we have uh, actually Thursday is the golf event all day. And so we will be out at both Rose Creek for the 18-hole version. Oh, Thursday. Okay, got it. Yep. yep. And so we'll have two tee-off times out there, 745 and mm-hmm. 115. Yep. And then our... Nine-hole version is at Osgood. That right. takes place with a tee-off time at uh, 9 a.m. And that'll be, like I said, the nine-hole version is a little bit more, I think, in my opinion at least, my my very <laughs> un, uneducated opinion and unprofessional vision about golf, a little bit more relaxed atmosphere, a little bit more of than just, you know, we're just out there having a little fun. So, yeah, it should be great. And then the amazing thing what we decided to do is with our youth golf clinic, um, 
we really wanted to have one, but it just really didn't fit in the rest of the week because mm-hmm. we had so many things going on. So our golf, one of our golf pros suggests, let's just do it during the nine-hole tournament. So we're using the three extra holes. Oh, sure, that's good. And that's where the youth clinics get at the same time as our uh, as our tournaments going on there. So it's going to be cool, great atmosphere. Uh, we've got some, we've got three great pros that are involved uh, in the in all the events when it comes to golf. We've got. Matt out at uh, Rose Creek. We got Cook. Chris, yep, yep, Chris over at uh, Osgood, mm-hmm. and then we brought in Lisa Swindon, sure. and she's going to be doing the youth clinic. And so we're just very fortunate. We've got just uh, a great list of partners from Fargo Youth Baseball to um, our Diamond Academy softball team. We've got uh, Shanley, who's hosting All Day Monday. Uh, all these folks just working really, really hard mm-hmm. to do some great things and make the week special for the kids. I did a story last year on the Osgood tournament and went out there and Amy Rooley's got her basketball, golf ball looking things and people are having a good time. What, what who added that? What was the what was the reasoning for adding that tournament? You know, we really started looking at it from a standpoint of I'll be honest with you, let's and and we've kind of said some jokes about this. Um Really, people looked at the Roger Maris Golf Tournament, and this is coming from the committee mm-hmm. itself who ran this this event for years. It was really looked at as a bunch of old guys playing golf for money. It was felt like it, almost like an invitational that people weren't welcome and outsiders weren't welcome, and we really wanted to change that, and they wanted to change that. So one of the things that the obstacles came was a lot of people said, you know, I don't want to do all the way. I don't want to do 18 holes. I don't want to spend five, six hours on a golf course. So we did two things. One, we uh, we used to be sixums for the 18 hole. We made that a max of foursome. So that quickened up the 18. But we also, let's give it for a more casual golfer, one that just wants to come out for a couple hours. And so we added the nine. And we really think that the nine is going to grow into something pretty fantastic. It's going to be a different feel. We've created a different atmosphere. What have you added there. from last year? What, what, what did you learn from last year? On the, on the nine, yeah. probably the biggest thing was, I think a lot of people, when we said a nine-hole version, a lot of people said, well, is that something just for the ladies? Mm-hmm. And we were like, no, it, it's for anybody. Just come out and have fun. And really, I think trying to get people to just to understand that it's just, it is a fun event. They're both scrambles, but they're just have a different feel. And we want to make sure golf is available. But we did learn a lot of lessons. We're going to have, uh, uh, we'll have uh, um, Chad Greenway is going to stop out there for a while, be our celebrity. Uh, but we also have a lot of cool teams that are just going to jump in. We've, uh, we've asked a few like, uh, couple of our, our Sanford folks to just create some teams and have some fun. Let's mm-hmm. not worry about uh, anything else other than just enjoying the day. Well, I think one of the reasons that the Roger Maris Invitational or Celebrity Golf Tournament, it went 35 or so years, which is really amazing, and now this will be the 38th, correct? Yep. So to go 38 years, how do you survive 38 years? And I think the answer is, well, you need to evolve. You need to think out of the mm-hmm. box. You need to go to that next level. Obviously, this is what's happening. Yeah, and and you know we really were very mindful of bringing in the we have the we have almost the same leaders for the golf uh, tournament prior to us taking over that are still involved heavily. Uh, Jerry Rusted's of the world, mm-hmm. uh, Dave Ekman's of the world. Those are the folks that knew the family. They're very connected to the family for years. Have been involved in the tournament, and we said we don't want you to leave. We just want to help you build the tournament to the next level. And they they had a lot of ideas. And they just needed additional resources, and we were out. Sanford was able to help provide those additional resources. 
but they've really have been the, very mindful in how they've done it. We've also utilized a lot of ideas from the family. Uh, Roger Jr., who is our always our direct contact with the family, has been absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And we really treasure the fact that he's willing to continue working with us for his father, father's legacy. The Cancer Center, I think, is going to... This is, is this to help the Cancer Center, too, with visibility, take things to another level in, in that regard? We have a friend going through treatments right now, and I saw a, a group text message where all the Roger Maris stuff in the cancer wing, you know, that, that's been upgraded. Say, who is Roger Maris? Yeah, yeah you know, it's amazing. We, um, or who was Roger Maris? Yeah, well, and, and it's amazing. It's, it's been, you know, you think of how many years Roger's been gone, right? Um, many folks in our community, they weren't around. They weren't alive when he was still here with us. And for an event to last that long... There is. There's a certain level of people that have to keep that going. But I think from the Roger Maris Cancer Center, yeah. truly is his legacy. Mm-hmm. And it's a special place. You walk in there and anybody that's gone in there, it's 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 very it's very apparent that those people in that building care so much about the patients that they're seeing each and every day. We are able to utilize Roger Maris Week to really lift up those stories and talk about those folks, not just our patients, but the providers that are doing those wonderful things each and every day. That That's what it's all about. Roger Maris Week provides an opportunity and a stage to tell those stories. And those stories need to be told because what you lo- when you look at the Roger Maris Cancer Center, it's no longer just something that treats people in Fargo, mm-hmm. in Moorhead. It is a regional cancer center that's reaching throughout our area and the thousands of lives that it impacts every day is so incredible. And we still, to this day, I'll get calls from folks just saying, hey, how can I help with the Roger Maris All-Star Week? Because I had cancer five years ago and now I'm, I'm, I'm on my way to remission or I'm in remission and I just feel I need to give back because of how wonderful they treated me. Yeah. And that yeah. makes it all worthwhile couple minutes left with Joel Vettel of Sanford Health. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the Gulf Show on 740 The Fan. Sanford's obviously vested in this financially, too. I don't expect you to give a number, but give us an overview of how Sanford puts the uh, the wallet behind the talk here. Yeah, we we, we provide a level of, of resources to the entire week that are pr- very substantial. And, and we do this for a number of reasons. One, we need to do that to really elevate the event, to really tell the stories. Um, but one thing we've said from, from the beginning, Sanford is covering 100% of the expenses. 100% of the expenses of the entire week. Everything that's brought in, every dime that's, that we get from our sponsorship level, from registration level for golf, all those dollars do not go into the paying the expenses. They go directly. They're not going into airfare for somebody. Nope. They're going right into the charities. And the two charities we really have designated is Roger Maris Cancer Center Mm -hmm. and then Youth Development. And the Youth Development piece is what we talked about earlier. It's going right into the Maris Academy. And so we can't say enough of those opportunities because we want to make sure when people are putting dollars down for this week that those are going right to the things they want them to go to. And you're right, they're not going to somebody's airfare. And so we're very, very mindful of that. And more importantly, we know that part of this is through philanthropy and, and giving back to mm-hmm. the Cancer Center. And I'll just give you one example. Um, last year after the event, we had a person that was one of our 
folks uh, that attended, um, and they they did not have a connection to our community or to the cancer center other than they were a friend of a friend and got invited. And after the conclusion of attending Roger Maris Week, uh, they called and, and sent a check for $250,000. And this is, and again, that that is what I think once people mm-hmm. see what's going on and understand the, the mission of the Cancer Center and the great work that's going on, those people of means um, will give not only their time, but their treasure. And so part of that is, yes, we want people, we want to pull on some of those heartstrings because we know that oftentimes that equates to helping the mission yep. of what we're doing. Yep. And so, yeah, it, it, it comes together so nicely, but we just want people to understand every dollar, every dollar that's raised will go to those charities and every dollar will be spent on the folks that need it. Thank you, Joel. Great work. Appreciate that. Community appreciates that. No, I, and I just want to say thank you to everybody. It's been uh you know, all of our folks at Sanford work really, really hard every day, and we ask them to do a little bit more for Roger Maris All-Star Week, and they step up and get it done. So thank you, and again, we'll see you out on the golf course. RogerMarisWeek.com is the address. This is Jeff Kopak. Again, that Orange Whip number, text the number 35270, the word orange, to 35270 to win an Orange Whip trainer. That'll do it for this edition of the Golf Show. This is Jeff Kopak. Until next week, hit them straight.